O King of all nations and keystone of the Church, come and save man whom you formed from the dust. Alleluia, Alleluia, Alleluia. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. When the time arrived for Elizabeth to have her child, she gave birth to a son. Her neighbors and relatives heard that the Lord had shown his great mercy toward her, and they rejoiced with her. When they came on the eighth day to circumcise the child, they were going to call him Zechariah after his father. But his mother said in reply, No, he will be called John. But they answered her, There is no one among your relatives who has this name. So they made signs, asking his father what he wished him to be called. He asked for a tablet and wrote, John is his name. And all were amazed. Immediately his mouth was opened, his tongue freed, and he spoke, blessing God. Then fear came upon all their neighbors, and all these matters were discussed throughout the hill country of Judea. All who heard these things took them to heart, saying, What then will this child be? For surely the hand of the Lord was with him. The Gospel of the Lord. One of the best books I've ever read, after the Bible, of course, was one I read in high school called Crime and Punishment by Dostoevsky, the Russian novelist. That book taught me that crime always fits, or rather, the punishment always fits the crime, like a hand in a glove. There is an intimate correlation between the punishment and its crime, like between a cause and its effect. One inexorably follows the other. I often wondered, what heinous crime did I commit in high school to be punished by having to read this book by Dostoevsky with all the unpronounceable Russian names? At Catholic High School, I not only read about crime and punishment, I witnessed it in how our principal disciplined us boys. One day, a student was having fun slamming doors. When he entered a classroom, he slammed the door shut. When he exited the room, he slammed the door shut. The teachers could not get him to stop, so they sent him to the principal's office. Father Tribune read him his sentence, saying, So, you like doors. Your punishment is to take one of the doors of the classroom off the hinges and carry it with you everywhere you go for a week. The poor kid carried that big door under his arm to the cafeteria, to the gym, to his classes, and even to the chapel for Mass. (laughs) He never slammed doors again. Crime and punishment. 
In the gospel today, God also follows this inner logic of crime and punishment. In the case of Zechariah, the father of John the Baptist, what was Zechariah's crime? Well, he did not slam doors, but he did slam the door in the face of the archangel Gabriel when the heavenly messenger announced the birth of John. That is, Zechariah used his speech poorly to doubt God and his plan. And what was Zechariah's punishment, therefore? He lost the gift of speech and was struck dumb, unable to talk. Today, in the gospel, his speech is restored because he accepts God's will and declares that his son's name will be John, a great name. In other words, there is an inner logic, an intimate connection between a crime and its punishment. They fit together like a hand in a glove or follow infallibly like the day follows the dawn. Did you know that every time we go to confession, we too experience a moment of crime and punishment? That is, our sins are the crimes that we commit against God, against others, against creation, and even against ourselves. And the penance that the priest assigns you is the temporal punishment for those sins. You know, I've always wanted someone to confess the sin of slamming doors when they go to confession so I could give them the penance of carrying a door everywhere for a week. I'm still waiting. The penance I give, however, is always one, our Father. Why? Well, because I know for sure they will complete that penance before they receive Holy Communion the next time. How so? Well, the next time they go to Mass, they will pray the Our Father before going up for communion and complete their penance. Even if they forget their penance, they will still complete this one and say the Our Father before communion. That is my own interpretation of the inner logic of crime and punishment. One follows the other like a headache follows heavy drinking, whether you remember your penance or not. But I also feel I'm doing a disservice to all those who go to confession to me because their real penance is still waiting for them in purgatory. In the end, purgatory is only the necessary punishment for the crimes and the sins we commit in this life. And the punishment will correspond exactly to the crime. If we slammed doors on earth, we will carry doors in purgatory until we no longer desire to slam doors. If you want to avoid purgatory, the solution is simple. Confess your sins and do your penance now. And if you cannot think of a good penance, maybe you should read Dostoevsky's Crime and Punishment. Praise be Jesus Christ.